1: I thought Maya might might wake up this morning and feel really hard done by. You know, I thought she landed the better shots. I did think Maya won the fight.
0: I'm going to disagree with you because I thought it was one of them that was really close that could have gone either way. And I'm not going to say that that it was a robbery because I don't think it was. It was one of them that, if Michaela Maya would have got a hand held high, you'd have said, okay, fair enough.
1: You know, you always got that feeling, you know, as a challenger, away from home, could go either way.
0: Listen, it always baffles me. It's such a wide gap. You do think to yourself, what? Well, you've won it by one point yeah Michaela Mayer won it on another judges so
1: do the referees and judges need to get together and really decide amongst each other what wins around? because it seems like everyone's got a different idea
0: I don't think there's any real complaints about that I thought it was close I think she finished strong as well Tasha Jonas it was her time last night for me on paper that has to be her best win Hello and welcome to The Verdicts with me, Carl Frotch, and him, George Groves. How are you doing, George? All right?
1: I am very good, thank you, Carl. Lovely to see you. How are you?
0: Lovely to see me, eh? Look at this lot. Proper mates, aren't we now? It's nice to see you as well, George.
1: Well, I've seen you back-to-back, so we covered, we did, we did Petroviev against Smith the other week, and now we're here already back with a bit of decent boxing, so...
0: Absolutely. Let's get stuck straight into it. Last night, Michaela Mayer and um, Natasha Jonas. What a thrilling fight that was. I was... um, I'm not going to say edge of my seat, but that was a great fight. That was um, all the way through. I thought Tasha Jonas was under the cosh a little bit, but when you thought she was um, taking too many shots, she'd turn it around and um, and come back and land her shot. So for me, close one. But before I waffle on, what's your verdict on last night's fight between Michaela Mayer and Tasha Jonas?
1: Yeah, verdict for the fight was that it was a good fight. Um, very good fight. Both uh, Both ladies landed a lot of shots, but... I did think Maya won the fight. Um I know obviously <coughs> Jonas she's the Brit. There was a lot of support for her in the arena that night. You, know, you couldn't really hear it on the TV, but the commentators were saying about how um you know how much the crowd was on her side and of course they would be. Um but I thought Maya might might wake up this morning and feel really hard done by. You know, I thought she landed the better shots. Um she definitely you know marched on forward. Um she had like a bit of a nineteen fifties boxing style car, I felt, you know. I thought I remember her feet being a little bit sharper, but last night up at the new weight, I thought her feet were a bit slow. But once she did manage to get into range, she was just thumping away. Targeted the body early, and I think probably decided that Jonas might be a bit suspect to a few body shots to try and slow her down. Um I think Jonas probably won the first two rounds maybe, but then I thought Maya, Maya, was, Maya were picking up these rounds. So, you know, you always got that feeling, you know, as a challenger away from home, could go either way, especially with women's boxing two minutes. But I thought, I thought Maya, Maya, Maya won that fight. How did you see it, Carl?
0: I'm going to disagree with you because I thought it was one yeah. that was really close that could have gone either way. Um, I thought Tasha Jonas was brilliant um, countering. But like I said at the beginning, I thought she, when it looked like she was under the cosh and she was taking too many shots, she then fired back and came back probably in the next round a bit stronger. It was really, really close and, and it could have gone either way. And I'm not going to say that, that it was a robbery because I don't think it was. It was one of them that, you know, if if Michaela Meyer would have got her hand held high, you'd have said, okay, fair enough. And Natasha Jonas got her hand held up, so she won the fight, and you'll just say, Listen, it's one of them. It's one of them close fights that could have gone either way. It would it would be a rematch you'd wanna see, that's for sure. I mean, is it something you'd wanna see again? they boxed again, you'd be excited to watch it.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, um, I feel sorry. If, I think, I think Maya, as I say, if you think Maya won, then she didn't get the decision, then you hope she does get a rematch. She's in the ring after saying there was no rematch clause for her. There was for Jonas, obviously, as the champion. Maybe
0: a bit a bad kind of bad management from her side. side.
1: Yeah, so, um, but the judge's scorecards, I think one judge had it 97, 93 to, to Maya, and then the other two obviously had it to Jonas. I mean, what would you make of the scorecards, Carl, when they're they that, that wide. Is that just down to it, these rounds could have gone either way? Or do the referees and judges need to get together and really decide amongst each other what wins a round? Because it seems like everyone's got a different idea.
0: Listen, it always baffles me when one, one has hit 97-93. I mean, it's a 10-rounder, so it was 97-93. That's quite wide. You know, that's a, that's a four-round swing on that. That's four points. And then um, Tasha Jonas won it by... Was it one round at the end of the, the red, the last judges card out? Was it 96, 95 or something like that? So, yeah, so
1: that's an even with an gap. even round, isn't
0: it? Yeah, with an even round. Such a wide gap. You do think to yourself, well, you've won it by one point. Yeah, Michaela Mayer won it on another judges. So maybe the angle they're sat, where they're sat on the ring, because they sit on different sides of the ring, don't they? When you sit in a certain position, like when we're doing comms for a broadcaster, you don't always see what's going off because one of the opponent's back is to you. So you don't always see the shots lander. They're not making excuses for dodgy scoring or bad scoring, but from the other side of the ring, you'll see the punches land. So it's the, it's the punches that catch the judge's eyes that make them then score and say, right. Okay. When Tasha sits down at the end of the round, end of the round, they'll say, yeah, she won that round. Or they'll say, yeah, Michaela Mayer, she won that round. And there's not much in it. So subjective scoring. So depending on where you sat. So I think this is where we're getting. And we've, we've had the the scoring debate before, And talked about maybe there should be three people independently sat in a room scoring it on the television where they get all the camera angles. And then when it's close or there's a massive dispute, they pull them in and say, right, let's have a majority verdict of everyone together. But I don't think there's any real complaints about that. I thought it was close. It's what you liked. And I thought Tasha really pulled it off. And she finished strong as well, Tasha, Jonas. So... She deserved the win. And don't forget, she lost to Katie Taylor in a really, really close one. She might have had the little bit of the rub of the green there, Tasha, last night. But Terry Harper, remember that one? That was a draw. And I think everybody knew what happened there. 42 out of 44 boxing writers had Terry um, Harper losing that. Um, 42 out of 44 boxing writers. I read that after. And that was a draw for Tasha Jonas. So. You know, it was her time last night. She she worked out the hard spots. She was busy when she had to be. She was landing some of the eye-catching shots. Don't get me wrong, she got hit with some hurtful-looking shots. And the alls and our moments came from Michaela Mayer hitting Tasha Jonas. But Tasha Jonas was quite busy as well. She worked the body well. So I just think that she won the fight. We need to say she won it fair and square. And we move on from it. But what a great fight it was. Really enjoyed it. Hold that, please. Level 5. Thank you.
1: Mm. so how would you rank uh, that win last night for Jonas you know she's been in there with Katie Taylor but didn't get the win she was in there with Terry Harper didn't get the win is this her best victory on I think it might be on paper you know looking at the biggest name she's probably beat
0: listen well when you look at the stats and facts as I always like to check out before speaking Tasha Jonas number nine pound for pound on the pound-for-pound pound list, number nine. Michaela Mayer, number six pound-for-pound pound, last night before going into that fight. So Tasha Jonas has just beat Michaela Mayer, pound-for-pound pound, ranked number six. So for me, on paper, that has to be her best win. And um, I, think it was a great, I think it was a great performance, to be honest. A real good performance in a close fight, but definitely Tasha Jonas' best win. So after last night, Tasha Jonas said this would be her last year in boxing. Now, what do you think she does? Do you think she rematches Michaela Mayo or goes on and looks for unification fights?
1: Mm, it's hard one, Cole, because when someone says it's their last year, you have to equate, well, what do they want? Do they want the prestige? Do they, do they want to win more belts? Nine times out of ten, fighters rightly want to just earn a lot of money as well, so she'll be chasing yeah. the big fights. Um I don't think she'll be in a rush, really, to get back in with with Maya, you know, to defend her belt. It was a tough night, as you say, a split decision. So, and is that the biggest money fight out there? If it, if it trumped, you know, the likes of Jessica McCaskill for the for a unification fight, or even a Sandy Ryan for for, the, for her WBO belt, then maybe. But I think she'll be chasing the money fights, you know, and and rightly so. You'd imagine that means a unification clash if they can get it. If they can get it on Sky, you know, um, she might have to travel from McCaskill. She might have to go over to the States. I, I don't know. Um, she has a value here in the UK, um, Jonas. So she might be able to get these, get these girls over to her backyard. I'm not sure. What do do you think?
0: You mentioned the belts there, but she doesn't go for the belts and she goes for the money. I always think the Katie Taylor fight's going to be there. Obviously, she's got that rematch with Chantelle Cameron, the third one maybe at Croke Park, which we've talked about previously. So if Katie Taylor does come through that one, or maybe even doesn't come through that one, but but, but loses in a great fight, I always think the Katie um, Taylor-Tasha Jonas fight will be there and that will be the big money fight. So, you know... Chase the belts or chase the money. And you know what it's like boxing. The landscape changes all the time, depending on who wins and who loses, if anyone's injured. So I think the rest of this year could be a really good year for Tasha Jonas. But um, yeah, she's got to see what opens up. But I think you're right. She might not fancy that Michaela Mayer rematch straight away because tough fight for her. And she's already done it. You know what it's like when you've had a fight and it's been tough. Unless your name's George Groves, you want to jump straight into a rematch with a Cobra after um, what you thought was a bad stoppage. You're not that eager to jump straight back in. You wouldn't have wanted to jump straight back in with me after the Wembley fight, would you? Sorry to talk about us again, but we always end up coming back always end up coming back to us at some stage. Ah uh,
1: yeah, I mean, well, if only imagine if I'd got a third fight, that would have been that'd been the
0: dream. Uh you know what I was thinking last night of like, jumping in that super series with you, Callum Smith, Chris Eubank. Get some more little at the end of my career. Oh, you would to jump in, that in, super in on there. I was just thinking about it. You wouldn't about, have like, no, you got out of the invited. divs, mate.
1: You wouldn't have got out of There was no, like, it was... Um,
0: you wouldn't have got out of the divs. Not not,
1: not not, like when you're one, where you could just keep... You, know, you could lose and still get through. I'm no, chatting to right. and explaining to me.
0: Right, he was all right. nervous okay. about
1: going in, but, you know, you've got a gift. You me, get a pass. You, you lose to Kesley, you get I'll through.
0: Right, don't yeah, you? Clear. You lose one
1: in the little divs. It was like a little round-robin divs, weren't there? And then we'll put you through. Yeah, there was.
0: There was. Right, nice one, George. So the next fight we'll be looking at is Joshua Bowatsi against Dan Aziz. How do you see mm-hmm. that one going?
1: This is a really good fight, Carl. I'm really excited about this fight. Uh, it's been delayed. So it's supposed to happen at the end of last year. Uh, Aziz obviously pulled out fight week, it was, with, with a back injury. Um, so he got delayed from, from October. So this is a WBA world title final eliminator. So the winner, in theory, gets a shot at Bivol. So Bivol's uh, the WBA world champion, isn't he? Uh, he's, we're told, I'm not sure if it's been announced yet, fighting Baturviev. Uh That'll be out in Saudi. But, for all um, the marbles. For all the, it's got to be, yeah. That'll be for all the marbles. So everyone else is sort of playing catch up. But it's a really good fight, uh, Carl. Uh, Aziz, unbeaten 20-0, and 0, uh, European champion. I don't, I don't know why it's not on the line. Maybe he doesn't have it anymore. But um, he's sort of, Come to the forefront of this light heavyweight scene in the UK. that's you know, thriving. Lots of great fighters. Um, but actually, we've known about for a long time. Unbeaten in 17 fights now, 17-0. and 0. Had a couple of injuries himself. Um, waiting for the right opportunity. I think this is a fight where now where all the guys have got to get in and fight each other. So, you know, you can't keep taking different routes. They've got to get in and fight each other. Um, this could, you know, this could be a barnstormer. What do you make of it?
0: Could be a good fight. Both both are going to come to win, aren't they? I think I think it's about time Joshua Boazzi actually actually took this opportunity because he's had a couple of chances in the past where I just think he's in the mix here, but he's not he's not wanting to fight anybody. Then he left Eddie Hearn, didn't he? When um, Eddie went off to DAZN, so he's ended up with um, Ben Shalom on Boxer, and he's still on Sky. So this this is an opportunity now for Joshua Boazzi, for me to um, to go in there and and kind of prove himself. And I'm not writing off Dan Aziz because Dan Aziz is in this fight. This fight could go either way. I'm I think I'm making Boazzi the slight favourite. Um, I don't know if we mentioned, but this fight takes place on the 3rd of February. So it's not far away. Um, they both would have been training through Christmas. And um, I don't know. I think it's going to come down to desire and who's, who's fitter. Who's, going to, who's put the work in? Who's put the work in over Christmas and New Year and who wants this more? It's, I think it's one of them kind of fights. I can't pick a winner. What about you? I've, I've said that Boazzi probably slight favourite. What do you think? Who's taken this one? Yeah,
1: walk. I'm not gonna pick a winner, but I think I, th- I think you're right in saying Buatsi will be the favourite. Um, obviously, he's got that amateur pedigree, and he has fought at a higher level than, than Aziz. Buatsi's best win for me, although I've had it razor razor tight on the night uh, against Craig Richards, who's a very good fighter in himself. You know, hasn't hasn't got to the the top of the mountain, but challenged for world titles and, and gave a really good account of himself. So yeah, I think I think. Puazzi, uh a, f- a favorite. But Aziz, write him off of your peril because he's been in great form. He's got great attitude. He's a good athlete. And, you know, for his size and stature has really um, worked at perfecting a style that works. You know, they call him they call him Super Dan Aziz. And that's because he jumps up and does like a Super Mario type. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a lead uppercut, which he told me once. I thought that's a great... <laughs> a great analogy. So I'm really looking forward to this one, Carl. I think, I think, you know, we're going to see some quality boxing, some quality operators. Um, as you say, when it matters, it might come down to who, who wants it most. You've got to bite down the gum shield and, and slog it through. I thought there was periods of the Boatsi-Richards fight that both fighters had to do that, especially Bwatsi, um had to bite down the gum shield and, and grind out a win. And it might be very much of the same February 3rd so I'm really really looking forward to this one mate.
0: So that's it for this episode of The Verdict hope you enjoyed it please leave your comments to let us know if you did indeed enjoy it don't forget to like share and subscribe to this channel and we will see you next time.